Welcome to Whose Whiskey Is It Anyway, where everything is made up and the points don't matter. I had a joke teed up too, and now you joked first and it ruined Ooh. my joke. Oh, okay, my. well, let me set you up. Welcome to Whiskey Web and Whatnot with myself, Robbie the Wagner, and Charles William Carpenter Third. No, he is dead. I'm a leprechaun and I'll be your host today. I'm wearing green. It just made me feel oh. like the wrong season, I guess. Especially oh, yeah. And you're in a green Christmas. room. You could just, you turn on your green screen and like your chest will go away and your room will go away. And <laughs> exactly. I'll, I'll disappear, which is kind of my dream come true. I just want to fade off into the bushes like Homer Simpson. Mm. Well, the closest thing we have to disappearing is getting drunk. <laughs> yeah, I disappear two, three times a week. Easily. So, Robbie, uh, for those who don't know who you are and what you do, tell them a little about yourself. Well, I drink whiskey and pretend to write code and do lots of TypeScript conversions and Ember and things that people don't don't love as much anymore. But I do. Yeah. Yeah. Pour one out for the homies. So, anyway, let's uh, move into the first segment. Talk about whiskey. Today's whiskey is the Sagamore Spirit Rye Cask Strength. So, it's the cask strength version of our tried and true. We've had a barrel proof one in the past. This is just cask strength. So, it's 112.2 proof, a mix of four and seven year aged ryes, a blend of those ryes, one with a mash bill of high rye and one with a mash bill of low rye, giving us this mid rye, I guess. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. I have some mid rye jeans. <laughs> mid rise. Yeah. I'm glad you got rid of those low rise ones. Yeah. Just showing yeah, too much a, of your butt. A little crack scandalous. Disgusting. Whoa. Anyway. So this smells Ooh. smells some cardamom and uh cinnamon. Star of Anise. Yeah. Mulling spices in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fresh out of Christmas, feeling those. Mm-hmm. Almost a little cocoa. For me, a little cocoa, like cocoa powder mm. or, you know, yeah. Like maybe the one that you bake with. So it's a little more bitter or something. Yeah. hundred percent cacao. Cacao. I've never <laughs> had a hundred percent cacao. I've had very high cacao. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finn is really enjoying saying wow bow right now. <laughs> He'll just go around and be like, wow bow. Anyway, just reminded me. Okay. And it's got a little bit of like, almost like a little charred barbecue sauce to it for me. Mm. It does. Yeah. Very, very woody and yeah. Like the, the good parts of a smoky barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Not like the burnt parts, burnt hands. Although I do like some burnt hands. Um, yeah. If, as long as the texture is good. Somebody's like good. cooked it right. Like when you get burned ends and somebody's like burned the whole damn thing anyway, the burned ends are basically like eating charcoal. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. That doesn't mm-hmm. taste like this. Mm-hmm. They've not let us down here. I do feel a little bit, I still am rolling with the like baker's chocolate, a little bit of barbecue sauce, a little bit of like chari barbecue. Yeah. It's tasty. Yeah, it's it's like, yeah, very well-spiced rub of some kind in like a sugary base that's been reduced a lot, like cooked way down. It's kind mm-hmm. of the... The vibe I'm yeah. getting. Yeah. I could dig that. I'm going to do the, uh, you ever watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? 
Mm. I've seen clips and stuff, but never really watched it. That's good whiskey. They have this thing where they go to coffee and every time he takes a sip, he's just like, that's good coffee. (laughs) And it's funny because on Seinfeld, they did a thing like that, but it was like, it was in a class. Elaine was in a class or something like that. And someone in the class, every time they take a sip of coffee, they just go. (laughs) Every, every sip. And then I think he just kind of played it up on the newer show. And that's good coffee. Well, this is good whiskey. I just wanted to say it's good whiskey. Do you want to rate this whiskey? Yeah, let's do it. Me first. On a Sagamore scale, you first. Yeah, compared to the gold standard of Sagamore, this <laughs> this holds up. It's exactly what I would expect, just a little bit stronger, I guess. The flavor notes are a little different, but that just comes from it being not watered down, I guess. So do I like it more or less? I'm not sure. I'd say it's about in line the same. Like there's nothing displeasing about it. So seven and a half. I think that's fair. Yeah. So I think that, so their normal distillate, you would, they will blend it enough to get like consistent flavor notes, right? They're always going to like age to a similar time, blend it enough to where you get consistent flavor notes. That's just a lot of regular whiskeys will do that. This one is not going to do as much of that. It's like, blending a couple of cast strength ones and you know just seeing what happens oh this tastes good so in that sense i almost feel like it's a little better than the regular so for me yeah i guess i'm just gonna go ahead and say seven and a half too because it's pretty darn good it's tasty the only thing i wouldn't like about it is that next time i go buy it it might taste different it's hard to say right that's true this one is a particular batch so this is batch 12 ah and bottle that's what I have 77. Yeah. So we have the same, of course, because you ordered it from the same place. That helps us with our geographic difficulties. But yeah, so who knows? Next time it might taste a little different. But overall, this particular batch, I think, is pretty flavorful. It's interesting. I don't, I'm, I don't think I've gotten barbecue sauce out of. <laughs> I think some of the brown sugar elements of that, whatever, could, could come up here, but. Yeah, I think I had something kind of barbecue inspired like one other time. It's a rare mm. note. Yeah, yeah. Well, this bottle is uh, brought to you by Doe Wine Spot. Sometimes they'll get it to you if you order. <laughs> just talking about recent uh, experiences. I just want to be honest, you know? Yeah. I mean, we're Lots- nothing if not honest on this show. Yeah, the it's been a frustrating experience. And it's been like that before some... But we, we talked about this a little before we were on the air. Like we use, I think you said it was Caskers. Does that, that sound right? Ca- uh, caskers, that sounds right. Yes. Yeah. So we used them before and they like extra don't have stuff. They're just like, yeah. we sell everything. If you order it, we'll find it. Which is yeah. like even they, more extreme. But the wine spot does a little of that to where it's like, uh, what do they call it? Like special order. Yeah, special and it's order. Like, means we got to find this shit. Yeah. So, yeah. so that was like. We ordered, what was it, like 20, 30 bottles, I guess, 30 bottles, mm-hmm. and at least like 10 or so of those were special order. And so like, we've had some, yeah. some problems, but, but it's hard to I find mean, somewhere that'll ship to everywhere. So yeah, you get what you yeah. get. You got to get East and West Coast. I mean, I will give them a, a kudos around like the pricing is, it's obviously more than retail on some things, but it's not like crazy secondary market prices so caskers is just like batshit crazy in their pricing mm-hmm. and that was like another reason to just kind of be like mm, I, don't know, I don't know about that 
so you know some some pluses there shipping to both of us decent customer support things like that so some pluses not i'm not totally shitting on it just i have to make jokes and some oftentimes it's at the expense of others sorry not so that is what making fun is right Mm, mm -hmm. all jokes are at the expense of something like i guess the only way to make it non-offensive to all is if it's at the expense of yourself Mm -hmm. but like everything else is at least a little bit a little bit and even then i'm offended and i go back and yell at myself later on (laughs) after we record a show and have a few whiskeys and like you are terrible at this (laughs) nobody thinks you're funny you know what else is terrible and not funny Hmm. uh this tier list that theo put out which has been this big thing t3 dog yeah t3 t3 dot gg Mm, right yes yes. yeah what is gg Um, anyway good 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 game is but isn't it a tld or whatever it is i'm not sure what it is for that but i think that's his his company is like something that gg yeah they do like video streaming or something blog yeah i feel like it begins with a p I'm not mm. sure. Not, I can't not keep sponsored up with, by them, so can't no, help you right. with the details. <laughs> <laughs> Our real sponsors will get upset if we mention a, a yes. company, so I think we better. Sponsored by Descript. <clears throat> the app where you throw stuff in and get transcripts and it's magic. Right. So anyway, yeah, the garbage list is interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I know like well in retrospect it was mentioned like, ha, it's all satirical anyway. Like yeah. it's easy to say that. If, well, you're, if, you if you're putting out it, clickbait, then it's easy to I didn't watch it. There some of it is satirical. So like let me let me unpack it a little for you here. So he posts the video with like a screenshot. Cause you always do the weird screenshot where you're like like for your like, you know, YouTube, like I don't know why everyone has to do a crazy face for their their little thumbnails or whatever. But he had that and like in the background was like the tier list and it was the real one. And then like there was one he was like this is the real tier list and like posted another screenshot and it was like had like jQuery and Flash is like S tier like the best ones right. and like that one's clearly satirical yeah because like you can't even use Flash anymore I mean I guess you can but like you don't yeah. um Steve and so Jobs like that Flash we know that that's satirical in the beginning of the video, one of the first few is Astro, and he rates it an F because it ships no JavaScript, so it's not technically a framework. And, like, that's kind of satirical. I get it. Okay. But then he talks about Ember for, like, a long time. It was, like, several minutes at least. I forget how long exactly, and I didn't watch any more after it because I was like, I don't care about your opinions anymore. <laughs> but he was like, yeah, when I got to Twitch, they were using Ember and like Ember's been dead forever and I hate Ember and it sucks and you should hate it too. And like, here, let's just look at how much of a joke it is. Let's look at their docs. And he's like scrolling through and he's like, yeah, like, look at what is this syntax? There's like this handlebar stuff. Like, why would you ever want like separate templates like this? This is so dumb. Looks so gross. Can't read it at all. Like, which is my opinion about JSX. Right. I can't read that shit. So he's <laughs> like, yeah, you can't, you can't read any of this. They don't make any mention of any of the syntax on the homepage because they must be embarrassed that it's so bad like and then like he goes through everything (laughs) and like looks at classes like oh yeah of course it's class-based it would definitely not be functional of course it's class-based and like it's got decorators and they use their own ember magic to like compile this into like real stuff somehow it's babble bro you fucking moron (laughs) like 
It does. Shots fire. Yeah. Shots fire. It doesn't use anything. You special. just lost a listener, I think. Well, no, I mean, okay, I should have prefaced all this with I haven't watched any else of Theo's stuff, and I do enjoy some of his hot takes sometimes. So, you know, yes, I enjoy all hot takes because I don't care that much. But uh, uh, yeah, you've taken it personally for various reasons, and that's yeah, fine. and so that's did choice. yeah, so did lots of other people, and like. Sure. I'm trying to remember, did he say anything else that was like, they were all really bad takes like that. Like, you know, like this is magic Ember syntax and it's a decorator is part of like the TC 39 spec and it uses Babel. And like, so maybe by how wrong he was about that, we're supposed to infer that there was some satire there, but right, right. But I don't know. It just, it was a really bad take and it like, I don't know. It just, it really gave me, it seemed real, not satirical. Like when the primogen says stuff like, and is being funny about it, you can tell like, it's not, it's not like, you know, as shots fired as this was. So I see. Um, yeah, I mean, I think like there was this, and everyone can check this out on Twitter X, whatever you want to call it these days. Like there's a lot of threads like Runspire got involved and talked about how it was all dumb and blocked him. And like people went further than I did. I just wanted to mention that it's like a thing and that I, I'm planning on making a my own tier list video. And mm. yeah, yeah. We'll see how Responded. that goes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> For your own reasons, it can be whatever it is. I mean, I think it's interesting, right? Like obviously folks who are trying to generate income through streaming and posting and all of those kinds of things are incentivized to make it, I don't know, like inspire interaction from some group of people. So I think there's that. I mean, obviously, like when you see a comedian online, you know that, you know, their feelings and opinions aren't necessarily like going into that. When you're talking about a tech person, influencer, right? Quote unquote, for lack of a better term then you have to think that like what they're saying is their own opinion, right? Like, unless they say, ha ha ha, look at this funny at the end. I don't know. There's yeah. no way to know that. Like neither of them are comedians. None of the streamers are comedians per se. And also is there damaging effects to that in that people are looking for free information with which to learn from. And if you've been, yeah. you know, a developer for a few years, just a couple of years, and you kind of know one thing, like, how do you know that class syntax sucks? Because all you ever learned was the React version that uses functional programming. And there's some feelings and certain people that think that's the only way to go. End yeah. of the day, you can build, you know, CRUD applications that show tables and, you know, load things in with any of these things. And who really gives a shit because it's yeah. that simple. You know, so that that is that is kind of like the side effects of it, right? Like, oh, haha, you made a joke, and some people who know what you're talking yeah. about, whatever, have opinions. That's just what we do anyway. It's like picking well, your is, favorite sports team. Yeah, this is my yeah, like like you're saying, like I think he's done a disservice to anyone who follows him who is like looking for what's the best way to like program today or whatever. And in my opinion, one of the easiest to learn and best developer experience is Ember. Now, whether you're going to build production apps in it or not, 
it's kind of irrelevant. And like it's it's for certain types of apps. It's for heavier apps. Like totally agree that there are a lot of modern things that ship way less bytes, which might be better and more performant in certain cases. So like not saying Ember is the winner all the time, but like just coming on and straight up saying like you shouldn't care about this, like don't learn it, the all of it's bad is like I think it's doing a disservice. Like what he should be doing is just not mentioning it at all if he feels that way and hyping up like the things that you should learn. Like, and I think, you know, he's very into React and Next.js and stuff, I think, but maybe less so now. I think he did rate Next.js like a little lower than like highest tier, but I think like, you know, telling everyone, regardless of who you are, to just use React and the JSX is looks better and is better than like a specific templating DSL is like, that's it's wrong to me. Like, I think you can see from so many of the newer frameworks that are hotter or becoming hotter now, having their own separate templating language shows people want that. We don't want it all in like one big JavaScript block. Like, like CSS and JS is gross. And mm-hmm. like their separation of concerns that. is good. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was part of the first wave of folks fighting for that separation of concerns right that was like the big thing of three different files so that it's all readable and useful and like makes sense on its own and you know fought for that for so long and then react and react as an application framework came along and sort of muddied all of that and took a little while to get on board but then like some of the effects of it were cool so like cool with that but then you look at various interpretations of that and yeah i don't know trying to build things on the web there's a whole bunch of different ways right like if you're building something for the web it's called a web framework right it's a set of tools a collective set of tools that outputs a website or web application and astro does that ember does that react doesn't do that but yeah obviously there are frameworks that do around that and you know that works for you cool there's a handful of jsx based frameworks where you can build things go that direction but like yeah i mean people who ate handlebars i guess you weren't around when things like jinja and whatever existed for templating and server-side things like there's just more than one way to skin a cat and i think it's naive to kind of say like there's one right answer yeah because there's not and and nobody can give enough evidence to say that it is yeah and i would even this might be a, a dumb take here and you can give me more info on this because you know more about React and Next and the things that are out right now. But like, yes, it's all functional. Cool, whatever. But aren't you thinking about it like a class? You're like making this component that's like, I'm a card and I have some content and I like close and open. Like you're thinking about, okay, like card.open and card.close and like these things being a concept So just because you've decided they can't be on a class and you need to write crazy decorator or not decorator hook stuff, hooks like like tons of hooks to fake a class, basically, I'm not sure that the benefit is there. Like the speed benefit, I think everyone agrees is there. And I think that's why they did this crazy hook stuff is like we can get 10 milliseconds faster with this. Look at the optimizations we can do. It's so amazing. And yes, there's power to them. But like. I think the mental model is still like we've got this concept and this thing contains these methods. And yes, it's not a class, but it's like it's a thing 
So right. it's like, why does everyone hate classes so much? So you're just thinking about it the same way, really. Because there was a movement for a while, especially in the JavaScript ecosphere, that classes are bad within JavaScript applications because of classical inheritance. So that, like, that programming ideology of like, oh shit, classical inheritance over a big enough right. application is a problem. Well, that's um, fair. And I think my answer to that would be don't extend anything. Like, right. that's I what Nullbox has been saying for years, is if you ever extend another component, you did it wrong. It should be composable right. classes. And then conversely, the other way, if you're talking about functional components and like the pinnacle of functional programming is a series of pure functions, right? So they right. are... Yeah, they're they're dumb and impervious to to issues because it's a pure function with the same output with with the same input every single time. But when you start to nest a bunch of things within a component, you already started to break that down. So then you have like wrapper components so that you can have the component that it, you know, higher order components versus the, you know, children that are dumb and those get to be pure, but then your higher order one isn't for various reasons. And then it's sort of like back and forth, you know, what is the right pattern along that? I don't know. I, I remember in early React days or even mid React days, like re-renders really mattered because that was a performance implication. And then all of a sudden one day with hooks, they didn't matter anymore because... Well, the they still matter. Oh, right. But nobody care. Nobody focuses on that. Right. Yeah. Like, stopping or reducing re-renders like you could have like 50 re-renders nobody gives a shit because every time you like change an inner state within this pure component it's not pure anymore because that state going from open to close does a full re-render and all its children so it's like yeah i guess that is a side effect of everything having no state is it's gonna have to re-render everything because it doesn't know it's not keeping track inside right so like yeah, there's pros and cons to both. And I think part of that is like, theoretically, if you follow that paradigm, you would have less bugs because there's less stuff to like get stale and like have side effects and weird stuff. But I think it's harder to think about, which is going to cause you to like write stuff weird and have other issues. And like, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's not a clear 100% winner. I would argue though that like, Classes as the mental model, and then take as much as you can out of the classes, like make util functions and stuff that do things in that you just import into the class and use and like, you know, try to have the best of both worlds. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I challenge you to write that up. Well, you that's two years I mean, ago. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the philosophy I take with most stuff at work. Like, there's a lot of stuff, like computed properties and things that do weird stuff. Like, like fetching data in a computed property is a big no-no, but we do that some. So like taking that out and making it a util and then like awaiting and try catching it and not making it computed and like stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I think all of the, that's really another common theme, which also Astro got really right is like use the browser stuff. Like yeah. if you're, you should try catch everything, anything that could error in any way should always have a try catch. And we forget that a lot because we expect like our frameworks to save us with some kind of global error handler or whatever. Right. Global error handlers are hard. I found out recently because there's like uh, normal errors, like literally like throw error. Then there's mm-hmm. like unhandled rejections, which is like you had a rejection from the API or something and didn't handle it. And like why those are separate and different, I don't know. And then like there's different levels that you can listen to those things on, and like it's hard to catch everything. So it's much easier to like don't do that. Don't have a global one and like. Anything that should be caught, try catch it right there. And then you know you've got that error from that thing right there. And you can do whatever you want with it. Hmm. I don't know what we were talking about before that that brought me into that. but Well, just that the whole thing is hard. Like, it's easy to get started. It's hard to do it right over time in an application. No matter how many, like, and that's the thing. That's the other side of things is you go through docs and whatever else. And you can, like, get started and build a thing. But, like, as that scales you think just keep doing what you've been doing and it'll be fine. And that's usually not the case. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's a rant over on the Ember stuff there, I think. So Mm. something that was interesting, we'll bounce around here because we want to talk some more about Astro in a sec, but something that was interesting that Theo posted that I think you responded to was was like, is the bomber peak real? There was like some, some kind of, study about like drinking a little bit of alcohol actually makes your brain clearer or something did yeah, you read the like details a, or yeah uh, yeah and the, okay so there's a point where it does like enhance cognitive focus or something like that like whatever they how they say it or whatever yeah there's an old xkcd comic about the balmer peak and it's sort of like as you drink whiskey and you hit this peak steve balmer some zoomers or whatever may not understand or, or know who that is so we should give some context there like help steve Ballmer, former ceo of microsoft and crazy man you should look up some videos it's very funny um <laughs> developers 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 <laughs> that's all i'm gonna give you there but uh, yeah so anyway they just say you like to a certain point like drinking you're productive 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 and then you have like one more and you fall off the cliff it's very funny yeah. To agree, absolutely, because especially when I side hustle a ton and it'd be like late night and you're having a few drinks as you're going and I essentially would just like, as I keep being productive and, and doing it, yeah, I'm writing code and drinking a little bit and then you finally kind of hit it and you're like, well, look, bedtime. Yeah. Whatever the point <laughs> that is, that's just when I'm done. Yeah. So I do think it's real. And it's funny because there's been, I don't know, a trend, I feel like over the last week or whatever, seeing on Twitter where like people are like, drinking is stupid. I would never drink. Drinking just ruins you. And while they're right, it is a part of who I am and what I do. 
So I'm resentful about it. And I don't think it's stupid. I think you're <laughs> stupid and you're just nerds. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of that on everything. Everyone yeah. has opinions about everything. Mm -hmm. Don't eat meat because, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's yeah. always something like, you shouldn't or be doing. Only or you should meat. be doing. Yeah, or exactly. take cold showers because hot showers are dumb. I always post about that one, just being stupid, being like, I take hot showers. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I tried some Wim Hof, and I actually used to do cold plunge, and it felt kind of nice, like the flush that you get. I actually I don't like cold shower as much. I like the whole like cold plunge. You quickly get cold as fuck, and then like let that flush kind of just as your body warms yeah. back up. The, so the I believe in it. like the science of it. I just like being comfortable, so yeah, I don't want yeah. to like jump in something cold. No, or like. And I guess a lot of things that are comfortable, like eating comfort foods, drinking alcohol are, you know, bad for yeah. you. Yeah. But yeah. turns out also like you have to enjoy life. If you're not, what the fuck are you doing for well, like. And everything's a crapshoot anyway, too, because you could have like, oh, constant health nut, vegetarian, ran 20 miles a day, whatever else drops dead at like 65. Right. And mm -hmm. then eats, eats a plate of bacon every morning smokes six packs a day and just whatever else lives in 95. Like you yeah. just don't know, you know, it's like, I really think the happier the person, the longer they'll live unless they have a like really bad health issue, obviously. Mm. But like, there's always those people like, you know, the smuckers jars or whatever. It's like, they're a hundred and they're like, what's your secret? And like, I have a glass of whiskey every night. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. On so you're happy jar, huh? and enjoying yourself. And like yeah. that, that makes your body want to keep going. So there's, so the National Geographic had that sponsor, that study about the blue zones. And then there's been like spinoffs about it. I think actually there was a Netflix show recently, but there's books and everything else that like even like 10 years ago. And it studies these areas where there's the highest concentration of centarians and, you know, having purpose and I don't know, like support and purpose and things like that. And like moderation to yeah, like really, a glass of whiskey versus six, you know, this is why I'm going to die soon. But well, at the core of it, it's the chemicals like they live really long because they eat like stuff they grew outside. Like they get some yeah. beans, they get some corn, like they can it's even calm. have like high carbs and whatever. Did you know? It doesn't matter because the thing that kills all of us Americans is everything has like hydrogenated yeah. oils and well, shit. I'm getting out of here, you know, yeah. you like, actually once I move. Just cook with butter. Like, turns out it's worked mm. for thousands of years and it's good for you. Like, yes, it has calories, but so do lots of things. Yeah. Calorie is not a calorie. I think we know that. Yeah. Yes. Caloric deficiency has some benefits, but also like where, what you choose out of those calories and how your body deals with it. Yeah. That's certainly a thing. Uh, mm -hmm. but butter, it was not, was not subsidized in any way in this country. So. That's a problem. We subsidized milk, you know, dairy products. Maybe we'd be somewhere else, but we subsidized soybeans and, and corn, other things. Also, did you know yeah. that, you know what it is? It's uh, about its corn. It's got the juice. Yeah, it does have the juice. Yes. It's got the juice. Yeah. I read, you may already know this, we may have talked about this, but like the canola oil was just like, engine oil for like fighter jets and then they were like we have a lot of this left like what can we use it for let's cook with it like are you kidding me i mean this is a capitalist society and we're not we're willing to just 
<laughs> kill off a few people in the in the spirit of capitalism. Well, the healthcare system is for profit, so we really give no fucks. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> faux profit. Yeah. Anyway, you're just really selling it, America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, freedom isn't free. coming again to save the motherfucking day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is definitely not a children's show. No, um, it's not. Team America, and, World Police. Who, check it out. Yeah. Who would have thought that there would be this much singing in this episode? <clears throat> More hey, than anything, the holidays. I, I look forward to the video snippet that doesn't mention Tailwind. Oh, shit. I just said it, and now it's going to oh. be the snippet. Tailwind, 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 Tailwind. All right, I got our quota up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adam gives you four cents for every Tailwind mention. You're just trying to work on next, next Christmas's fund. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I know we don't want to talk a little bit of tech, but we should, yeah, we'll have to talk about Christmas a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, we can spend like a couple minutes on Astro real quick just to wrap it up and then yeah, go to Yeah, we love Astro. I mean, we do love Astro. I'm not wearing it right now because it warmed up, but let's see here. My Astro nice. beanie or toque for my Canadian friends. <laughs> my Astro toque. It's a nice one too, yeah. Columbia. That's what jumped right on it. Like, yeah, you can get beanies later. from us now at whiskey.fund. Go there. Wow. And My idea came to fruition stuff. so often, listener. I say things <laughs> to Robbie, and I'm pretty sure he ignores me because he thinks I'm not good at that, which is everything <laughs> except for talking to this mic, I guess. He still lets me do that. But yeah, I mentioned that a beanie with like a little tipped whiskey thing would be cool swag. And there it is. Yeah, I agree. The only thing that I'm worried about, well, not worried, worried, but like it flips up like a beanie does in the front. Mm -hmm. And so the mm -hmm. logo will be on that. So if I want to wear it fully extended like this, I can't. Yeah. Because it'll David be. David Beckham style. Oh, well, you can. You just have to like, you won't get to, you just flip it around. You just put that at the back. And then if it's oh, long yeah. enough, that just kind of flops down. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been wearing this one a lot because it's been too hot for like mm -hmm. a thick, real doubled over like wool inside beanie so i'm just like yeah. this is like my lightweight viore thing sponsored um, by viore if you have I too wish. much money and you like to be comfortable viore.com yeah use the promo code they don't give out promo codes and get no discount yeah <laughs> people keep buying this shit we don't need to yeah that's their don't. other thing yeah yeah their uh, black friday sale was like Get a free beanie if you buy like a couple hundred dollars <laughs> or something. It's like, yeah, that's okay. just a, a side effect of having too many customers in nice weather patterns. Yeah. But anyway, Astro is cool. It's it very is. easy to convert stuff to, especially if you're using Tailwind. Yeah. Because you can just copy over your HTML and like install the Tailwind plugin and it just works. We've been doing that on a bunch of things. Some of our static sites using. Old ones like the shepherdjs.dev landing page, demo page. That was just straight HTML. But some of the benefits of throwing into Astro is just fast build times, less, less, less pages. But if you want to add pages, I want to do maybe a blog there. Easy to add Astro and not just try to replicate your whole site. Yeah. Um, it still has pages router. Don't yep. have to put stuff in that, bro. Mm -hmm. <laughs> View transition. Yeah, yeah. App routers for losers. App routers for people that want PHP, just didn't know it existed. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. app router actually has, this is a tangent now, but it actually gives you a lot of stuff that you can't do in the pages one, which is frustrating. That's on purpose. 
Yeah, because they want you to convert, but I'm never going to do it. Yeah. I love, like, the Pages router, file-based router, is one of the reasons why I advocated for Next.js originally. I was like, there's so many sane defaults added here. Yes, I love this. Oh, APIs built in, full stack app as part of this whole thing. Super awesome. Oh, they become routes. I don't know what, what you're giving me with this other thing. And I refuse to get information to have that argument. I just say, I don't care. No, I don't care. I want the pages router. Yeah. I will stay I on know next nothing about 13 it. forever. You can actually, you can update. It still works. Yeah. It's, I probably now. won't at some point, but it still works in 14. Yeah. You can make SQL queries. But yeah, I'm, it's really hilarious that they did all this stuff to make it really easy. And now... And this is an assumption because I don't know anything about app router, but it's like probably the same as configuring routes in Ember. You're like, this is a route. It has mm. these params, whatever. And everyone's like, oh, Ember's so dumb. Well, you're doing the same thing now. Well, that's Congrats. the funny thing is that <laughs> Ember influenced a lot of things. Ember CLI influenced Angular CLI. Ember router is what React router was initially based on. Which, you know, that became Remix and all these other things that are cool and interesting. And I, I agree, they are cool and interesting. And I think borrow and be appreciative and everybody has like a, a, a place and, and whatever preference you want. But like, it is very funny that like some of the things that Ember did really well are embraced and obvious patterns in other more popular things. What are you looking at? I was trying to listen to you while still getting Jake to stop licking himself. Stop. Let me tell you okay. something about dogs. That's what they like about being dogs, licking themselves. So I'm not well, sure. Well, yes, but it's like behind uh, me and whoa. it's distracting. <laughs> That's almost X-rated. Again, not a children's show. So oh, sorry, God. listener, if you were looking for <laughs> family-friendly content. Yeah. The subscribers just it. keep going down. Yeah, they keep going down. It's, every time I talk, they go down. Mm. Oh, anyway, I think that's enough tech. Yeah. Tech, tech, tech. Astro's tech, cool. Tech, tech, Check tech. it out. It is yeah, the we like Astro. Choice. We think it's a good, I think it's a very good starting point for lots of things that you're thinking about, particularly websites, right? Like it's not a web application, it's a website, but you can mirror into websites for certain routes right within your app. And I think that is super cool too. So, yeah. I think it's the right paradigm of like build things as a website first. Yeah. And then if you discover you need tons of interactivity, build stuff in React that you can then shove in still in Astro. Like, yeah. you know, you don't make well it all re-render automatically. Or like I posted a screenshot of Twitter's code. I don't know if you saw that, but it's like oh yeah, 20 so divs, divs deep. With well, all the same auto-generated class name. Like, we've gone too far, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also kind of... That was one of the things that React kind of started doing and that, like, semantic HTML started getting bastardized and destroyed, right, by a bunch of, like, spas. And because they were just necessary to be functional and it was, like, hard to think about the context of your content, which had been important for a little while before when you were trying to make these things and, you know, think about that in the heart. Like once you start separating all this stuff, it's hard to think about. But yeah, I, I just think that what people thought 15 years ago about like, I want to start a blog and they would start with something like WordPress or I don't know, what, what was it? Some movable type was another one. There was a few different like engines behind that, right? Like yeah. 
basically Astro is the easy engine to that and gives you semantic HTML. Like just write good HTML, it all magically happens. So I like that. And, and then, you know, the, the barrier to entry is easier. If we can just get GoDaddy to do one click Astro installs, we're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll get there. Yeah. And oh, man, I had a segue and then my brain stopped working. Oh, and then but anyway, you, you, and then you ran it off a cliff. <laughs> Is that what happened to your segue or what, what happened yeah. to it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They don't make them anymore. So really, really that company went mm-hmm. out of business. No, no, they're in business. They make all the scooters, but they don't make the like stand up wow. thing, you, you know, as a segue. Yeah. They stopped making those. Huh? That's a shame. Those were kind yeah. of fun actually. Cool. Anyway, so you moved offices recently because you just constantly over this past year, you have well, I, been in many places. I thought we were talking about you moving offices. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get to me. But I, mean, I yes, I technically, I mean, I worked from home mostly, but then worked from the Middleburg office and then you other know, homes a couple times that a weren't week. yours. Yeah, but now I have to be in the office all the time, which I love. Uh, RTO is the best. Super happy it's, about it. It's a great studio, made some amazing films that are just like pinnacles in our culture and society. So, oh, that was RKO. Sorry. RTO. Yes. Return to office. Sorry. That is making Amazon so much more money from what I hear. Like it is really changed. Is it though? I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, don't think it has. does anything. It, it makes anything. It's all about tax breaks in localities that there are offices mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And like. The whole argument that there's like better, oh my God, dogs. So the argument is that it is better for productivity, but the reality is, is there's a shadow business for a bunch of these businesses. And I can empathize or I can understand a little bit of that ideology in that you have real estate associated to your business, utilizing said real estate and having utilization there and blah, 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 blah. I mean, that like speaks to that story has nothing yeah. to do with your day-to-day job. It has everything to do with meeting a headcount, meeting meeting tax breaks, meet, like whatever else. Like basically Jeff Bezos is an NFL owner and he fleeced a municipality to get a, a, a building with a promise of increased re, you know, revenue share because people are going to buy lunch and pay for parking and whatever else in the yeah. area. And then things happened. And then also people still were able to do their jobs by not doing that. But, you know, they don't care about any of that, the the productivity tools. But like, I don't understand the point in general, because when they started building this remote work was already a big thing. And that's, this is probably true for other companies, not just an Amazon thing. Like everyone's building these monuments to like their own ego Mm. Of like, we have this huge company with this huge headquarters and it's cool. And like, look how cool we are. And then it's like, well, everyone can work the same from home. And you could have saved billions of dollars in building ship of physical stuff. Let me present a counter argument around this too. So it has, it has less to do with you as developer, right? Who has had remote work situations for quite some time. And more to do with folks who didn't quite have that luxury for quite some time. There's a lot of the workforce that got enlightened to the possibilities of remote work right and we have to crush those hopes and dreams and so we have to crush it all at once for everyone we got to do it for everybody all at the same time and then i envision down the line engineering as they have for you know 10 15 20 years 
been able to show the same productivity over time and start to scale that back and out and have special permissions for those teams because it's like, oh, well, yeah, you know, they're on their computers all the time. They don't really have like the social aspect that you do, blah, 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 blah. I think, I think we'll get that back. I think that, that will continue to happen. It'll just go back to that. They yeah. just need everyone else to forget for a little while. And they need everyone to suffer because if some are suffering and others are sort of like, oh, yeah, I know it is stupid, blah, blah, blah. See, we all did our job just fine. They can't have that. That can't be the narrative. So you've got to go forward and, you know, suffer in order to make that all work. I mean, like I said, there's a shadow economy around it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also like just an easy way to be able to fire people and not give them severance and stuff. Be like, oh, you mm -hmm. weren't in the office when we said you were supposed to be. So we can just cut you loose with no notice and no severance and you're gone. I wonder um, how effective that is for, you know, forced attrition over time, though. How many people really dig in? I mean, what, you might get 2% of people or something that are just like, no, or I live too far or anything. There's a lot. So there's, I think it's like 38,000 people in the remote advocacy channel on Slack. And, mm. wow. um, you know, of that, like, I don't know how many are just quitting, but you see every day there's a few posts of people like, my last day at Amazon today because, like, you know, I, I can't do it. Can't RTO. Like, even people that live, you know, close, like, they'll mm -hmm. be, it'll be a one and a half hour drive each way, but they're within the commuting range. So, like, they have to commute. And then it's like, that wow, sucks. One. Like, and there's, what about the people that there was this RTO mandate? They all move, you know, buy a new house, get a new mortgage at a terrible interest rate. And then they go, ooh, everyone's laid off. You don't have a job. Like, Ooh. this is a really fucked up situation for everybody. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think the whole thing is, if the whole thing hasn't told you that, like, these decrees of where, you know, we work together, we're a family, we spend all this time together. I mean, that only serves one purpose, and that is to, like, have you stop questioning. Like, what do you do with friends and family that you care about? Like, you do a lot of things you don't want to do. Because, but you're like, this is what we do for each other. We like pitch in and we do whatever. Business relationships are not like that. And, but then you have to change the narrative around that. But then conversely, when it benefits the shareholders or it benefits, you know, executives to show progress and profit, then of course it happens. Like, but yeah. then again, like if you're surprised, you're just naive. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. Say. The whole world is stacked against everyone. The like top 1% sure. controls everything. So like whatever they decide, it doesn't matter what we care about at all. And I don't think that we're going to change that anytime soon. So no, no, but that's the, the premise of capitalism. If you believe in capitalism and if you are a proponent of freedoms in that way in this country, well then you should embrace that. That is the reality. Whatever your yeah. emotional feeling or how that, affects you personally obviously that's something else but this is the system you embrace because it gives you both failure and opportunity yes or it doesn't. i like the opportunity and like you know a lot more people should take advantage of some of these opportunities but it also begs the question of like what happens in other countries because like 
you know, the big example of a communist country right now is like China is huge and communist and whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, how does that work? Because people still have money. They still do leisure activities like they go to the movies oh. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so does everyone like. It, it feels like the same thing, just you're able to pay everyone even less. Like they have no way to be like, hey, I need to make more money or like whatever, because you're all paid the same that they decide. And then yeah. like the it's, rich people are still really rich and still game the system. So it yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah, they <laughs> game the system. I mean, there's definitely a, a tier to that where everybody gets to, you know, a, there's a there's a monetary level where you get to maintain and keep money but it's not true communism which is equal across the board and everybody gets what they need i think there's that aspect of it i think that i mean i would have i'm naive enough to say that like anything i've seen or have an opinion about may not be based in any reality but like you see they have mcdonald's they have movies they have entertainment they have like things so that a middle class exists so somehow that's been like enabled through the system but i i don't know specifically what's going on there so i would just who knows yeah. um but uh yeah i don't i i don't think there's any traditional interpretation of any of these frameworks that exist in reality right capitalism is what it is but it also is highly askewed Socialism is what it is, but it has its, its askewed bits. Obviously, communism as well. Like all of them have like plus minuses and also like a way to play the game. And what set of rules do you want to play? Yeah. By? I guess that's true that like it doesn't matter what you choose, the powerful rich people are going to figure out a way around the system. So it's like it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's exactly what it is. So it's like, what are the, what are the effects or artifacts of that system that are, that are important to you? And then lean into that part and then the rest can kind of, you know, you can, you can live in a socialist society and work in a capitalist society, for example. And that's the global economy. And I think that is what has really like changed all of these things is not like directly one or the other because we're now a global economy right like true we're not true. capitalist within our own capitalist society and are autonomous in any way we're very yeah. dependent on other societies so be it a communist one in order to have like cheap labor or be it a socialist one to have i don't fuck all i don't know something fun sports for me i don't know cheap medical happier if I go people. there. yeah <laughs> that's where the happy but not rich people live yeah so it's a sort of like I don't know. Like, I, I think that's all kind of like smudged up. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway. This got really deep into this. So let's stop that. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's talk about, so my background has changed for anyone watching this on YouTube. And uh, instead of seeing a clever octopi-like character behind me, you see uh, a ladder in a very green background. And Hopefully that is because I post, you'll see Chuck's old office behind him still because we'll just mm-hmm. screen screen yeah it. we'll just screen screen oh i should have done a screen grab before i left i didn't do that anyway uh-huh. that would have been fun i didn't so enjoy that that takes forethought and i don't have it so i have moved from the co-working space that i had been in for the last couple of years into my 
children's playhouse in my backyard. And that's because it has a door that locks and that's good and doesn't cost $800 a month. So those two, two things made this. Yeah. These are two grandiose benefits that I, I sought and accomplished. And I think it is just as effective. Although somebody's like, I don't know, blowering outside or maybe mm. cutting weeds or something. Well, that's good. So these are effective. So everyone, Apple AirPods Max, they're effective. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all adjusting to new things now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of nice to have your own space though i mean i guess you if you have a long-term lease at an office it's fine you can kind of set it all up how you want but yeah like having the ability to to know you can make improvements and like do things the way you want and it's kind of just there for you it's kind of nice yeah that's one nice benefit i mean square footage wise this is probably like twice the size of where i was but the footprint is weird because there's like this ladder here and that's because it's structural I, I was like, oh, maybe I'll take it out. No, I can't because there's like a weird second layer for kids level there to like play around. If I take that, the whole thing falls down. So that seems bad. <laughs> so <clears throat> ladder stays here for now, but it gives me some storage space and whatever else. Uh, yeah, you know, it'll evolve over time. We will see where it goes, but I have access to the office 24-7. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Temperature wise, it there's massive swings. I can't. I was like 40 degrees this morning, and then now it's 65 this afternoon. So it was like a bit cold this morning. Now I'm a little warm. A lot of things to adjust to in that sense. But I don't know. Yeah, like like you said, it just kind of like came down to a decision, and I was like, no, no, I I don't want to pay for this anymore. I will just make this other thing work and have flexibility and and see you know see what happens from there. You know, it turns out like unlimited Diet Coke isn't worth $800 a month. I can order a lot of Diet Coke for that price. Yeah. Well, Diet Coke is surprisingly hard to get online because the people at the co-working space love Diet Coke. Every time I go there, mm-hmm. I put like 30 in and I come back like five minutes later and they're all gone. Uh-huh. And yeah. I'm like, okay, it'd be nice if I could just order tons of Diet Coke to my house and then like just take yeah. it with me when I go. No, like if you want to get Diet Coke on Amazon, it's like triple the price. Hmm. And what about Costco? Well, yeah, Costco's you can get it. You can get it locally. I haven't looked at Costco online to see if they would ship Mo, it. Oh, I Costco um, online a lot. I haven't tried to ship like sodas or anything, but I definitely buy things Costco yeah. online. I think the the shipping is the problem because soda's mm. kind of heavy, and they're all mm. kind of just like it's not worth it. Just go buy it at the nah. store. They like yeah. they don't want you to order it online. Um. However, like seltzers, you can get easily. Like I get a ton of like San Pellegrino online. Mm, Costco also. You can get Pellegrinos and the Kirkland brand. There's a lot of like good like soda like options. Yeah. Well, the whole point was like not having to go anywhere and having yeah. unlimited options and having it all shipped to me. But yeah. like no. that kind of fell apart because I used to use Boxed and then Boxed went bankrupt. So oh. good yeah. to know. I didn't use them maybe though. Maybe that's why. Excuse me. 
Yeah. It's like Costco, but all online. And it turns out the shipping costs eat you alive. And there's the yeah. margins are low for like a wholesaler anyways. Like they yeah. make like 10% max. So like they're already making nothing. Then shipping costs are insane. And like they, yeah. they make like one or 2% at the end of the day. So yeah. And if you're not getting the volume, then you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You still have to pay people and everything else. So yeah. it is recently Christmas. I think we're going to talk yes. briefly about Christmas booty, which is booty. Uh, yeah. You know, like Presents? pirates get treasure. It's what professor, what's another word for pirate treasure? You never heard that beastie boy song. Well, I think no. it's booty booty. Anyway, <laughs> you're welcome. More singing. Yeah. So how did Christmas go for you? I can't wait to talk about my Christmas present. I'm going to tell you <laughs> it's a, um, it, well, Christmas was good. We had, we hosted Caitlin's mom, sister, some people. Third cousin? No, brother. I don't know. Just, and then her mom's like new man. I don't know how to describe <laughs> that relationship. There's but a like, lot of know, things I could say that probably should well, just not even go few, on air. Like a few people. It was good. Like we did a few things, like went to the mall and went to some restaurants, whatever. Like Christmas Day itself was pretty good. It was like, I was expecting Finn to be more excited. Like his first time with Santa and he's like, like he was excited for that concept. Like he come came out of his room and was like, oh, Santa came. Like, let me wake everyone up. And like mm -hmm. was trying to knock on doors and like get people to come down. But like he would open like a present or two and then just kind of be like over it. Like it's too much stimulation, I think. So he mm -hmm. was like, I thought it was like, and maybe next year it will be where it's like, oh my God, let me open everything as fast as I can. And like, I love presents, but it was more like the concept was exciting. And then the actual opening was like too much. Hmm. So, but overall he liked it. He asked for a pewter from Santa so he could work. <laughs> so nice. he, he's been, been doing all of my TypeScript code for me. Oh, yeah, that's, so good. The that's why we have kids. A lot. Yes. <laughs> that's why we have kids to work on yeah. the farm. And our farm is a computer farm. Yeah, but he's been loving that, and yeah, overall it was it was good. Nice. Yeah. Tell tell me about yours. Well, it's funny because I mean, here's the thing about kids: is they're always going to disappoint you. Whatever your expectation <laughs> is, they're going to do the opposite. It just happens. So disappointment's probably like pretty strong. But when you have an an expectation, just be prepared for other things. Yeah, because it just tends to go whatever other way. But yeah, my kids get nuts about opening presents. And we also host, but we do like morning time with just us. That's the Santa and mom and dad presents. And they go nuts and blah, blah, blah. It's very interesting because my daughter got like the largest Barbie house I've ever seen in my life. It's like five plus feet tall, over four feet wide. Whoa. It's, it's huge. It's so, I mean, she needs a step stool to get on that, like to play in the top level. You can like, like fit the dream house inside that. Inside the dream house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then of course, like my mother got also got her like a small Barbie house because we were like, we got our Barbie house. You don't need to do that. And she's like, cool, I'm going to get that anyway. And some other stuff. <laughs> so it's like half the playroom is Barbie and you got to go with that. And then like my son is really like, he's very much into Legos and he's really into games. And so like, he's like, I, yeah, I asked Santa for this game and you know, a game is that big. And so it's like an interesting thing for him, but we got him a bike too, but he give a shit, but uh, a new bike because he's getting taller he's like so we're like oh we'll get you a new bike and he's like oh that's kind of cool what about this game 
And then he'll be like, well, I got this and she got that. What, what the heck? Like, yeah, but to, the size you know, doesn't matter. That's what like, she the said. The game gives you tons of, yeah. <laughs> no, size does matter, but not in terms of gifts. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, that's the narrative that us, us white guys are supposed to spread. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It's totally fine. Anyway, just <sighs> to, anyway. But my gift, I want to talk about my gift. What did I get? Like, and my kids are still really like, confused and interested in what my gift was okay i got a really fancy toilet seat oh okay is it a bidet it's it is a bidet so it's like the toto washlet and i i'm it was familiar a, okay i was to say i've was looked at ho- fancy toilet seats before worth it buy them yeah <laughs> i was in san francisco last month and was at the imperial hotel and I guess this is like a very common thing in Japan or something. And so anyway, all of their bathrooms have this like fancy toilet seat and it's a whole thing where it's like warmed and mm-hmm. then you do your business and then it has like a washing component and then it has a dryer component and it is amazing. It's life changing. I've, I mean, I've been to Europe. I've used bidets before, like freshening up or whatever. Oh yeah, it's, this it's is like post yeah. your business. No, it's not. So I got the toilet. And I was just like, yes, I want that. Can I just, this is a great weekend. Can I have that all the time? So I got that and, you know, hooked it all up and whatever else. And my kids are just like, why do you like toilets so much, dad? <laughs> I'm like, because it's a great feeling. Like I come yeah. out of this and I just it really enjoy it. I yeah. think it's worth it. I think like, like 300 bucks or something on Amazon. Like that's not crazy yeah. for what you get. Very yeah, happy so they had I don't know if it was the same model, but they they had something like that at on like ninety percent of the toilets at the Netflix offices, and it's it has a extra benefit of like I don't know if this is a thing that it's supposed like why it does this if it's just for <laughs> like ambiance, but it like waterfalls water while you're sitting there, so it makes a little bit of noise. Okay, so like it's not just a dead quiet bathroom. There's like water flowing while you're like I sitting there. I see that there. benefit in a public restroom for sure. Yeah. 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 So it was doing that as a heated seat. Of course, it has all the bidet, normal stuff, the, you know, wash and dry yeah, and whatever. Yeah, it just whatever. like comes out. Um, yeah. And you can like adjust things too if you need and you can make it oscillating. I mean, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I know it sounds ridiculous to anyone who hasn't had this experience, but like, yeah, it's really great. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Men, we spend a lot of time on these toilets. I, I don't know what's wrong with yeah. us. For the heated seat alone, it's worth it. And right there in the winter, heated seat. Yeah. yeah. Like that, I don't know. I think all of it is worth it. I think that like, I mean, if I may be so crass, like you get the water washing you off a little bit and then a little heat like just under your balls in, in the taint area. It's, like, it's amazing. I have yet to come out of the restroom and not have a smile on my face. And, and mm. my wife is like, exactly. Yeah. This is why we got this. There it is. I thought the taint was a react thing. <laughs> right. It is. I love that someone kind of like put a little Easter egg of taint. They named something taint. Actually, I want to create taint.js. Taint.ts. Taintus. Taintus. I, I made the taintus. Well, we are over time here, so plus you this can. one took a few oh. weird turns. Communism taints, you know, what, what's not to love? 
Uh, you can't do better than that, though. I'm pretty sure you can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe. Leave us some ratings and reviews. We appreciate it. And we will catch you next time. Boom.